Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. I'm so excited. I know. I can't even. I can't even. I've been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this interview because we have Wesley and he's awesome. So let me introduce you to our guest today. We have Mr. Wesley Olson, a powerhouse business owner, entrepreneur, multifamily real estate investor, and philanthropist with us. He has built and sold several companies and businesses. He currently finds his passion in international and community service. He's an educator on business building, out-of-state apartment vesting, and mentoring real estate agents in growing their business while encouraging them to live their best versions of themselves. He is also the founder of The Right Foundation, a nonprofit organization reaching out to teens at risk to teach valuable life skills and give hope. Woohoo! Thank you for coming today, Wesley. Thank you for having me. We're excited. We're excited. I'm excited. This is good. So, are you excited for 2020? Uh, 2020 is going to be an amazing year. 2019 was awesome for us. It was awesome. What were your favorite things about 2019? Oh my you? gosh. There are so many things that were amazing. I actually, let's see, go back. Oh, where do I, where would I even start? Um, just business was amazing. Selling a business was amazing. Um, relationships that were deepened were amazing. Some of the accomplishments of crushing my goals were amazing. Uh, getting into an amazing relationship was amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Very that. Very cool. So wow. Yeah, we had a great year too. I met Des this year. Right? That's right. So it's been good for me too. And I also <sighs> am in a wonderful relationship. I love it. So how about you, Des? The, uh, the whole year. The whole year. Just a blessing. It was a good Family, year. Family, business, health. Self-growth. Tremendous self-growth. It's been good. I have no complaints. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about how uh, Wesley has done this over the course of his life. And um, I've had the opportunity to get to hear him speak a couple of times. And I am so impressed and so thankful that we get to interview him today. Based on, you know, hearing you speak before, I kind of know a little bit about your background. And I know that you... You know, you didn't come from like a wealthy place. You know, you weren't born with a silver spoon. And I, you know, I think for our listener out there, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, haven't had it very easy, right? And I would like to know for you, what gave you the faith to step out and say, you know what, I just, I believe that I was made for more to be able to accomplish all that you have accomplished and what, what, what would you say that that you would attribute that to? Wow. Uh, first off, I don't feel like I've accomplished that much. I feel like I'm just starting to scratch the surface of my personal potential. 
And, and I, you know, everybody has a story. Uh, very few people were born with a silver spoon, but you asked specifically what gave me faith, man, you know, I, I think it was just going back to my childhood and being the oldest of four boys, you know, uh, I think I, I took on or felt a lot of uh, duty, obligation, responsibility to be that role model, to be uh, a protector, a guider, and, and just seeing how my parents worked paycheck to paycheck and sometimes two and three jobs to keep a roof over our head and food on the table. And, and then just growing up in that environment and realizing that, that there's more, yeah, right. There's just, there's more, there's more to life. And then realizing that we are, we are blessed. We're blessed to have so many amazing opportunities and, and, and things in our life. So would you say that those obstacles actually benefited you then? You know, when you're going through hard times, when you're faced with obstacles, you know, those, those are the building blocks. That's when you're defined. And I think that, you know, looking back now, uh, you know, I have kind of a little mantra and it's like, live life with no regrets. Everything is a building block. There's something to be learned in everything. So absolutely. I believe that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to, um, you know, have a, a hard time getting over that and thinking that, you know, they're not good enough. They battle with that, right? Not yeah. good enough. I, you know, I, I'm not smart enough. I didn't come from that background, but it's, you know, like you said, having that faith and just, and just. Well, that, that was one of my things too. I, I you know, I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I have no formal education, but I've got an education in life and results. I love it. And, I love and it. I did, you know, now, I believe in education and higher education. I, I don't think it's the end all be all. I don't think that it's a necessity, but it's definitely in this world today, I'll definitely give you a leg up and, and deepen your network if nothing else. Right, right. Absolutely. And one of, one of the things that was mentioned, Gina Marie said, and when she was introducing you is the, the right foundation. How did that come about? Yeah, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> the right foundation. Yeah, that that is something very special to me. Uh, you know, that that goes all the way back to my childhood. I was I was the oldest of four boys. And so a lot of obligation and responsibility fell on me uh, to be the proper role model. But when all that pressure falls on you, sometimes you just want to break free of that. So uh, there was times where I was a troubled youth. And, uh, oh, <laughs> you were a troublemaker, huh? I, I was, I was. And so the responsible one, but yet a troublemaker. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, and you know, I think everybody's kind of an onion. If you start peeling the layers, you're going to find a lot of different layers and a lot of different things. Uh, nothing is, oh, everything is not always as it appears on the outside, right? And so what, for you mean me, Facebook, everything <laughs> on Facebook, don't believe that. I, I, I know. Right. I wow. mean, yeah. well, if it's not on Facebook, it's not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they say, so, I yeah, guess things are not as they always appear. So I, I was that troubled youth and I was very blessed to have some great role models in my life that kept me on the right path. And then in my, in my younger adulthood, in my thirties, I was very blessed to just get involved at a very deep level of community service and with some organizations where I worked with and saw a lot of troubled youth and realized how lucky I was. And really the, the main thing with, with teenagers and, and kids that are going down the wrong path is just, they need somebody just to believe in them, somebody not to judge them. And, you know, so that seed was planted back then. 
And then, you know, life happens and it kind of, kind of got put on the back burner. And then, you know, unfortunately, um, a couple of years ago, uh, one of my business partners, uh, sons took their life. Mm. And so it was literally in that moment that day. Well, actually the, the tragic part of that is we had recognized the signs in him and, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with him and talk to him and, and we had actually started the foundation and started the wheels in motion. And then as soon as that happened, uh, you know, I called up our attorneys and our people and said, Hey, this needs to happen now. Wow. Catapults you into, into action. Yeah, it really does. So, and we've got a lot of work to do and a long ways to go with that foundation, but, um, you know, we're, we're on the right path. We're heading, you know, we're getting there. I think, I think that's awesome. I think that when you have a tragedy like that, to be able to put a purpose to that pain, you know, gives you power. And, um, and I'm sure that that was really empowering for your business partner and such an honor to be a part of. Wow. Yeah. I want to know more about that. We'll have to talk more about that on another podcast. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Just, I mean, even the inspiration to take something that was tragic and learn from it, learn how to have prevention is, is so amazing. Uh, So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, Wes, was you're in an industry that's really competitive. Real estate can be tough and breakthroughs are hard. People often give up. And you've persevered, but not only have you persevered, you, you, you just said a little bit ago, you're just scratching the surface. You continue to elevate your game. What are three things that you can attribute to how you've elevated to where you are today? Wow. Three things. Uh, hard work. Hard work would be the first. Realizing that there is no express elevator to the top. It's just a lot of flights of stairs blood sweat and tears absolutely i mean step there's no everybody's always looking for that magic pill that easy easy way and there is no easy way life's hard choose your heart it's hard to be successful it's hard not to be successful it's hard to be broke and poor yeah right so Yikes. you know again choose your heart the other one is is gratitude living in a state of gratitude mm. always always being thankful there, there's always something to be thankful for I mean, when you wake up, well, if, if nothing else, you woke up. That's, that's something to be thankful for. And then contribution. Contribution, I think, is, is the biggest thing. Is in, and what I mean by that is just when you come from a, when you live in a, a place of gratitude and come from a place of contribution, you cannot help but live a fulfilled life and be successful. Um, and contribution, by that, adding value to people, adding value to your, to your clients, to your family, to your friends, to the person in line at Starbucks, if it's even just with a smile. Mm. I know that philanthropy is big in your life. And- it is. Let me, I'll give you my, my general philosophy behind uh, philanthropy. We all have, I call them the three T's. We all have time, treasure, or talent. Sometimes we have all three. Sometimes we're in a season of our life where we only have one mm. or two or maybe even none. I mean, that's, our lives are filled with seasons and you have to be able to recognize that. But when you have, you know, you hear people say, well, you know, when I have enough money, I'll contribute. When I have enough time, I'll get involved. Um, I'm not talented. So why? Everybody's talented. Everybody has a talent. Finding it might be another challenge. You know, it took me 
long time to find my talents. But I felt like there was always time. There was always a treasure, even if it was you know, a $10 sponsorship or contribution or spending, you know, we all have time to go out with our friends and have a couple drinks and, you know, Hey, there's that bar tab. There's that time we could have been maybe giving a little back doing, doing something that happened for me in my early thirties. So I've been really heavily involved since then. So what, what happened in, what was the transition for you in your thirties? Just, watching and listening to people around me saying that, you know, well, I don't have time. I don't have enough money. Or when I reached this point and then really kind of starting to study people who were successful and that wasn't their language, Mm. you you know, Mm -hmm. you, you, you give, you give what you can when you can always coming from a place of contribution. Many hands make light work. I mean, and it all adds up, right? You know, gratitude, I love that you said that because it's something that you can practice on a regular basis. And I'm curious if you have any way that you do gratitude or live in gratitude every day, a routine of any kind. I do, actually. Uh, So uh, the first habit I have is uh, every night right before I go to bed, I write down one thing I'm grateful for that day and one success I had. And, and sometimes it's hard to find. And what I find is, you know, life, life wants to kick us in the ass and hold us down and beat us down and keep us down. But it, you know, uh, you can have a great day and you can have one client that you couldn't please, or that was upset over something and all those other things, all those other great successes and things we should be thankful for suddenly become invisible. And we're, we're, we're focused on that one thing as we put our head on our pillow. So I, I focus on something that I'm grateful for and something I succeeded at that day, every day. And wow, that, that's good. And that, that really helps. And then, you know, the other thing is, um, this is on topic, but kind of a little off topic is, is when you're in a state of gratitude, you, you can't, you can't be angry and grateful at the same time. You can't be upset and grateful at the same time. And you can't be a victim and be grateful at the same time. And, and I've been that person. I've been angry. I've been upset. I've been or felt a victim. And what I found to pull myself out of that was whenever I have whatever that thing is, or that person is that I might feel that about, I'll make a list of what I'm grateful for, because in anything and everything, there's something to be grateful for. There's something to learn, something to grow from. And if you can grow, then there's, there's something to be grateful for that growth, if nothing else. So I can look at somebody who I feel might've wronged me. And what did I learn? And how did I grow from that? And I can write that down, those things that I'm grateful for. And then whenever I have those feelings of whatever that is, anxiety or anger or frustration, I just pull out my little list on my phone and read what I'm grateful for. And all of a sudden that, that anxiety, that anger, that frustration goes away. Oh, that's, that's the difference between abundance mentality and scarcity mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just seeing, seeing gratitude and things and, and, and looking for that, looking for that. Right. Yeah. You said sometimes we feel like a victim, but we have a choice whether you want to act like a victim or become a victor and find victory, even 
when it feels like you've been defeated because there's lessons in that. And that's still a gift and a blessing because you can take something that you've learned and actually say, hey, now that I know better, I can do better next time. Yeah. I love that. That that is awesome. So, okay. So I have a question Um, for our listener out there. I think that a lot of people struggle with where they are today and where they want to be. And the thing that keeps them from that is fear, you know, fear of maybe, maybe they're in that relationship that they know they shouldn't be in, but the fear of making those steps to do the right thing to go to a better relationship or whether it's something like losing weight and they're thinking, I'm I'm afraid to go to the gym because people are going to judge me. And so I'm not going to go there. And so that, that, that fear keeps them from going forward. What would you say to our listeners that want to make a step in a direction to better their life, but are paralyzed by fear, what action step could they have? Write it down. What's, what's, what's your why? Why is this important to you? Whatever that may be, whether it's, it's losing weight or getting out of a bad relationship, what, whatever that is, or, or succeeding, what's important? And what is the cost if you don't take action? And then understanding and writing down, okay, if I take this action, What's the worst thing that can happen to me? If I take this risk, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? And getting at peace with that and then taking action and moving forward. Because then you allow yourself to play the whole scenario out, right? I think people stop short of that. They, they have the uncertainty in their mind and then they don't even ask the question of what's the worst that could happen. And if they did, they might be surprised that it's actually not so bad and you, you might just it's be a story you tell yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You just make up this story that it's going to be this thing mm-hmm. when reality, when you sit down and like you said, write it down. There's a lot of key things that you said, writing it down. You wrote down gratitude every night. You write down your why. And you also write down like when you're having challenges, like what are you thankful for in those challenges? Hmm. Might be something I'm writing things down. Yeah, there's, it seems that there's a power in that taking a pen to paper because it's not, it's the act of doing it, but then you also said you go back and read it. So when you get to that place of anger, frustration, you can come back and say, okay. And it's, it's almost a, a navigational tool and that's awesome. Yes. And just for your listeners, I'd I'd like to say I, I am ever evolving. You know, I, I, I have not been like this. I mean, I've been on a growth journey my whole life. I will say that I've always believed in self-growth and, and trying to live the best version of myself. And it's just in the last two years that I've really kind of hit that stride and kind of stepped up even a little more in that writing it down. And what is that? And conquering my fears, what scares me? Well, and that's what I've got to go do. Well, that's what I've got what are, to go what do. What are some things that, that scare you? Oh my gosh. Oof. I am, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that probably scares me the most is I'm actually relatively a shy and quiet person. And no uh, way. 
when I'm, when I'm in my element with my people, not so much, but when you put me, so I, I go to the last two years, I've gone to quite a few conferences and especially in the investing world. And I used to go to these conferences and I kind of play it safe. I'd sit in the back, keep quiet because you know, who am I? I don't have a formal education. I'm not smart. This is, this is the stuff I would tell myself. This is the program I would run in my head. And I finally realized I have to break out of that. And so I wrote down what the cost would be to me for not breaking out of that. And then what's the thing that scared me the most? And at a conference uh, a little over a year ago, it was an investment conference. And I wrote down, I researched and wrote down the five, five people I was most intimidated by. And then I took action. And the first day I went up and introduced myself to all five of them. What? And, and I, I, I love that it was not it just, just one person five people it was like let me find the most intimidating yeah them heck yeah and i gotta tell That's you awesome. since then you know like again I, I always feel like i've been on this growth journey and i'm you know i, I continue to grow and I, I think i continue to get better every year that was probably as silly as this sounds one of the biggest scariest things i've ever done in my life uh, I mean, that was more scary than jumping out of a friggin' airplane. Um, just saying, <laughs> but since then my life has changed immensely, like exponentially. Wow. When you face your fears, that's it. You face your you fears, change your life and you right? realize I didn't die. Did I, <laughs> but did you die? Right. Right. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Still so kicking. So okay, so just to dig into this a little deeper, so you write them down, you're there at the conference, let's walk through this. What was that like for you? Were you, you know, heart pounding? Was it as bad as you thought it was gonna be? What or was it not as bad? Or like kind of run us through that. It was like, scary as shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you afraid they were going to do? I'll talk to anybody all the time, any day. Like I, there's, I, I'm probably, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not intimidated by most people, although you would intimidate me. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, you no. know, it was. But no, like seriously, like what yeah, in your mind, yeah. like the story you tell yourself, like you say it was scary, you know, like were you thinking they were going to like be mean to you or that they would, I mean, like, what are you afraid of walking up to, I don't know, <laughs> because I'm thinking, what are people thinking? Cause I'll talk to anybody. So I'm like, what are they worried about? Like, I, I'm not enough. Mm. I can't, you know, what value do I bring to the table? Mm. How can I, you know, I, I come from a place of contribution. So, uh, you know, you, you tend to, you know, I, I think I tended to, to play it safe mm. on a much lower scale and level and realize that, you know, these people are just like you and me and there's so much to learn from them and just talking to them and asking them questions. And really that's what it came down to is more just staying in curiosity I think the curiosity got me past that. And then of course, after the first one, when they're like, Hey, how you doing? And you know, you ask a couple of questions and, and it's funny, people light up because they want to share. They want to share, you know, these people are so successful and I, I admire them so much and they love that. They want to give back. So they pour into me and it's just, it's a, it's, it was a beautiful thing. What do you have a go-to question that you like? You, no, my, actually, my new year's resolution is to not talk about the weather all year. <laughs> like I go to the grocery store, I'm always like, hey, ooh, it's cold out there. You know, like having, like I, I really want to purpose in my heart not to have any more superficial conversations with people. 
You know, I don't know that I have a go-to question. Actually, I really don't. But the one question I do always like to ask is, I, I like to have them take me back to a time where they struggled before they had hit any level of success or what were their challenges. People love to talk about their challenges because everybody wants to talk about their success. And, and what you find is, you know, you see these people, I think that's the other thing that's intimidating. We forget these, these successful people, these people that we look at and admire and think are, are just, you know, we almost put them on these pedestals, right? Well, that's, they're, they're real people. They've had struggles. They weren't, they weren't born with silver spoons. They, they had to fight to get where they were going. They had to work hard. And I want to know genuinely, you know, what, what trials and tribulations did you go through? What failures did you have? And what did you learn from those that made you successful? And what was that turning point? It seems like most people learn the most when they're challenged or have failure. Through adversity. When, when you think about the stories you hear of Oprah or, you know, any person that's out there that has a level of success that we witness in, in television or otherwise, they've gone through some shit, mm -hmm. right? And, and let's go even a step further, gone through it and are, are allowing themselves to talk about it and be vulnerable in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause you can go through stuff and just not tell anybody, you know, what you've done or where you've been from, but there's like this magic in, in being vulnerable you know, and I think it makes you human. Mm -hmm. That's what makes you human is humans air. And when, when we know that we can get to the other side and give hope and inspiration in some way to others, it makes a difference because a person doesn't want to look at a perfect person because that is more feeling of impossibility. Well, perfection is the lowest standard. Oh, mm. what do you mean by that? Um, perfection doesn't exist. What is perfection? There's always, there's always something more. There's always another level. There's always someone prettier, someone stronger, someone smarter, someone, something, you know, I, I look at, take any object even, and, and is anything truly perfect? Doesn't really exist. I, I just, I don't think it does. And if, if you're always striving for perfection, I believe you're setting yourself up for constant disappointment. Yeah. I think that's a down. big thing in our culture right now, a lot because of social media. We were just meeting with um, with somebody, uh, Desiree and I met with somebody this morning who has a, a nonprofit to stand against kids that are bullying, cyberbullying. And I think that that's becoming a big part of our, uh, of our culture because we can now create this facade, right? Like, like never before in this, in this platform. Right. That can, well, and it could be dangerous because social media can, can yeah. be used for good or it can be used, you know, for not so good. It's like money. <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, the other, the other thing you talked about perfection and it made me think about what people do in terms of having social media is comparison. I think that is the furthest thing that you should remove yourself from the only thing that you should be comparing is yourself to yourself from the day before, not to this other human being. Everyone's like you said, everyone's story is different. So how is comparing your situation to that person's situation useful when you've got different stories? It won't ever be useful. The only person we should try to be better than is the person we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. That, that should be our, 
our duty, our obligation, and our responsibility in society. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got not beat yourself up for the yesterday, Gina Marie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be, beating yourself, what, what's, what's the point in that? You, I mean, you have to look at it. Look, we're all fallible, right? Nobody's perfect. There you go. Mm-hmm. And you have to give yourself that, that, that permission to, to not be perfect, permission to have an off day, be able to have systems in place and rituals in place to get you right back on track. Right. What are some of your rituals? Ooh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's for me, it's all are about- Are you a regimented <laughs> man? I, I might be a little bit. Are you? Well, you know, in, in sales and investing, it, it, sometimes it's hard to be regimented, which again, that I can get off track, but I have- routines and regiments that can, you know, I can go back to and it can pull me right back on track. So yeah, I, I morning ritual, the morning ritual is uh, actually, there's a book, Hal Elrod, uh, the miracle morning and morning rituals. Uh, he has a specific morning ritual that he preaches that, uh, you know, and I have my version of it, but yeah, morning rituals are, are, are a key. So what does that look like? What do you do in the morning? Uh, <laughs> how do you start your- you know, I start my day with, I keep a glass of water on the nightstand. So as soon as I wake up, I drink about 12 ounces of water and then I go and I, I do my visualizing of my goals and I write down my goals. Uh, I do some meditation, do a little bit of reading, some journaling, and then go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And so this is, I mean, I'm sitting here processing that and that is all before you've quote unquote started the day. So you're taking care of your mental and physical well-being before you get into the mode of doing doing business. Correct. Now, yeah. and again, is this me 100% of the mornings? No, I'm not perfect. What? I, I know, right? I, I might have had a late client appointment the night before, or I might have had something I celebrated and had a drink or two, and which will, will throw me off my morning game. But I can pull it back in real quick, and I can modify that too. But I don't beat myself up. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have that written down. I know what I need to be doing so I can get right back to it. And every now and then, you know what? I'll give myself, I have, I have a good friend in the industry, uh, who has, he, he follows Hal Elrod and he has not missed, it's, I think he's up to like over 800 days of his morning ritual, his savers morning ritual. Wow. I know. Now that is dedication. You know, okay, I've heard of that. You said savers. What does that stand for? Savers ritual. Oh, uh, um, basically, it's uh, silence. So meditate, uh, affirmations, visualization, exercise, uh, read, and scribe. So journaling. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've heard of that. But he has not missed a day in several years, like over three, like almost three years. To me, that's now that's that's dedication. Wow. But he, he's also a lot more regimented and has a different career than I do. And, you know, I, I allow myself within my world and my realm to give myself that permission to, you know, not, I, I shoot, I actually, since I don't believe in perfection, I believe in, you know, hitting a zone. So if I can be in that zone 80% of the time, I feel good. And that's, I know when I'm in that zone that I'm, I'm living my best version of me. Consistency. So it's not, it's not perfection, it's progress. You're always Ooh, making I like progress, that. right? Yeah. Absolutely. And the, and consistency, you know, mm-hmm. that's there's a 80-20 rule. Of, as long as you're in there 80 percent of the time, that's I think you have to be good. flexible. A little bit of flex. You have to have, you have to have some flexibility. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think I think 
being too rigid, you set yourself up for failure as well. For me, that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some grace. Yeah. Forgive yeah. yourself for not meeting it 100%. I think that's, you know, we get questions about that a lot. You know, our listeners have have challenges with really forgiving themselves, you know? Yeah. Oh, I went off the diet. Well, then forget it. I'm done. You know, it's it's over now. Where's the rest of the pizza? Whoa, right? <laughs> whoa take it easy. It's like regroup and let's <laughs> right. just move on. We got this, right? Right, yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Campus Family Vineyards is the perfect venue for your next business event. Million dollar ideas are inspired by great conversations and great conversations are inspired in beautiful atmospheres. This boutique vineyard has a beautiful atmosphere and it can accommodate a small board meeting or a 500 person team building event. It's tucked away in Byron, California. That's convenient for any business located from San Francisco to Silicon Valley. It's a great getaway without going away. Go online and visit our site, camposfamilyvineyards.com, or call 925-308-7963 to book your business event today. So you talked about action, and we know that results don't come without a mindset of fortitude and taking deliberate action. I know that you follow a man named Grant Cardone, and he has a philosophy of 10x. Can you explain what 10x means and how you stay committed to living a 10x life to achieve the results that you desire? Wow. I do follow, I do follow Grant. Uh, he's one of the people I follow. He's one of my mentors. Uh, I, I believe everybody should have mentors. Um, and, and yeah, the 10 X rule, that's basically, I think we have a habit of playing it safe, setting, you know, setting our goals within reach so we can achieve them. Uh, so the philosophy of 10 X is, you know, to, to times those goals, to times your life by 10, you know, um, and, and just shoot big, be big, live big, do big, and just go for it. I mean, if you, if your goal was sell, I, you know, a hundred widgets and you set your goal at selling a thousand widgets and instead you only sold 250 widgets, well, you know what? You've you far exceeded your safe goal, and you know the the whole point is to is if you are setting goals and you are achieving them, you're playing small. Ooh, yeah. Well, I noticed that this year. I I really didn't do myself a good service by my vision board. You know, at first I was like, "This is really awesome." Three months into the year, I've got this goal done. This goal. Th- well, I'm like, great. Now then what? 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 Where do I go you now? Need well, that's ahead. so the, uh, on that point, mm-hmm. I'm not dreaming big enough. I'm not uh, reaching well, high, high enough. It's it's dreaming bigger, setting bigger goals. For me, it's it's one step further though too. It's having that goal beyond the goal. Mm. What's next? Because if you're achieving those goals, I mean, okay, you have this goal to make, you know, $10 million and you make $10 million. Okay. Are you happy now? Everybody's, you know, all done. You, I'm done. Yeah, I did it goes back to what we were talking no. about before. Well, when I get to this place, I'll, I'll give or I'll contribute. You know what? We're never going to get, well, we're all going to get to the same place. We all have the same. Unless somebody's figured yeah. out a different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, <laughs> Where's the potion? These, these days it could, it could be coming, but yeah, right. you know, as of right now, as of right now, it's uh, it's all the same yeah, place. So. so have a goal beyond the goal. Goal wow. beyond the goal. You have to have a goal that's 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 bigger than yourself. 
Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, for me, it's it's the right foundation. That's bigger than me. That's pretty big. So and much needed. That's uh, the goal beyond the goal. I mean, how many how many successful people with tons of money do you see taking their own lives or miserable? Mm. It's because they didn't have something bigger than themselves. They didn't have that goal beyond the goal. There's 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 more than just making money. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's so true. You know, when you and even when you're having problems, if you take your eyes off yourself and eyes off your own problems and you focus it on somebody else, your your problems just kind of go away as well, you know? Well, fulfillment also comes from the inside, not from the outside. And I think it's money and material things and setting Media those goals. Tell you, tell, we'll tell you that. It's, it's not to say it's bad, you know, to, to acquire the things that you want or, you know, making money. But if you're not happy with what's inside because you don't have self-love or that built mentality of well-being and abundance, then... You can be, you can have as many material things and that's not going to fill you up. Well, and I think a lot of people are also afraid of saying that they want to make money or they want to be rich or have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Reality is money is just a vehicle for that bigger purpose. I mean, personally me, I want to make copious amounts of money because I know the good that I can do with that money. Mm -hmm. I know what that is for me. I know what that bigger than me is, that beyond me is. I know what that will do for foundations and for people less fortunate, what I can give and what that allows me to give. The abundance mindset versus scarcity. Yeah. What you can do with it, the good you can do with it. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Okay. So I have another question for you. For the listeners struggling with their quality of circle support system, what should they do? What, what is, what is, an action step that they can take. Now you did mention, write down some names of some people that intimidate you and go forward and, and, and make that step and face that fear. Is there any other advice you could give to the listener that wants to, you know, just elevate the quality of their circle of friends that they're around? Your circle of friends is everything. It really is. You know, and, and uh, I forget who said it, but basically you are the sum of the five people you hang around with most. Jim Rohn. That would be it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we have a winner. No, uh, <laughs> no that's, and, and you know, that, that, that is really true. I think you should always be looking at, at the value. You know, I've got a, I got a real simple formula. I look at all my relationships do I add value to their life and do they add value to mine? And if the answer is no on either side, then why are we wasting each other's time? And that's how I look at it. I mean, and seriously, if I can't add value to someone's life, why am I in their life? Why would they allow me in their life? So I think so we So what have, do you do when there's somebody in your life that's not adding value to your life? You just pull away. Just pull away. Yeah, I mean, you just, you can just, slowly fade away for the, from them. Or, or you can just say, you know what? And I, I've actually from time to time had that conversation with people, you know, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means, you know, maybe our, our 
value structures or our moral compasses don't align. It doesn't, it doesn't make them bad or me bad or wrong. It's just, it's just different. Mm. And, and the place I might be in my life right now compared to where someone else is in their life, it might just mean that we can't, we just can't add value because we're in different places. We're on different journeys. We're in different seasons of our life. So there's different spaces for them. You put them in different spaces. I, I know that for me that when I have somebody in my, in my life like that, I always like it when they're deluded around other people. <laughs> now, so would you say that that influence as far as your circle would go beyond physical friendship? Like you said, you follow Grant Cardone. Um, if you're listening to him a lot, could that be somebody for, for the listener out there that's like, well, I live in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and there's only three people in the town. Well, <laughs> move. Could- <laughs> Bill, Sue, and Mary, outside of those three. Would you say that that could be a part of your your circle and your influence if, if that's somebody that you're spending time with and you're listening to? Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think you have to, to know who you are, where you're going, what you want out of life, and then put yourself... In, in, in those arenas, in those conferences, I mean, there's, there's meetups that you can go to with like-minded people. Um, I, you know, I go to a lot of conferences and I, I, I'm very blessed now that I'm not so afraid to talk to people, uh, of, of establishing a, a very rich, uh, network of people across the United States, uh, where, where I can just plug into people. I can get, I can just, I, I can get juiced up. I can get fired up. I can get that, you know, I can, I can pour into them and they can pour into me and, and we elevate each other. And it's just, it's fantastic. And, you know, uh, part of the key to that too, though, is, is making sure that you're present in the moment when you are with someone, mm. especially someone of value or when you're trying to add value. That's a big thing right now as well. Everybody's on their phone, so they're missing opportunities when they are at these conferences instead of looking for opportunities to be talking to people. I used to be that guy. That's that's what kept me from, you know what? Oh, I've got to take this call. Oh, I've got to go check in with so-and-so. Oh, I got to do this. And that's how I avoided going up and talking to people and networking because I had my phone. It was like, it's like a security blanket. Oh, boy. But I don't, you know, I don't do that anymore. You know, when I'm in an appointment, when I'm, you know, I, funny, silly, stupid little thing. But when I, I was, had to stop at the store the other day and get something, and I was on my phone while I was getting it. And as soon as I got in line and was up to the cashier, I hung up with the person and the cashier was like, thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. You know how many people will just continue talking on their phone and just kind of, I don't exist. But I engaged with that person because in that moment I had to be present with that person. That was the right thing. I felt it was the right thing to do. It was nice to be acknowledged for that, but well, it wasn't even nice to be acknowledged. It was sad to have to be acknowledged because it tells you how many people are not present. Wow. living That's a good action item, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to be more present is to, okay, how about from now on, whenever you go to a you know, grocery store or whenever you're in line, make sure that you're not on the phone and put that down. That's a very good habit to be in. Right. Very, very good. Habit. Do a test with yourself. How long can you go without your technology? Can you imagine? <laughs> I bet if people tried, it'd be, oh my gosh, that two <laughs> minutes was miserable. <laughs> so, <right? laughs> so I know you love what you do. It I just do. shows. I do. It just shows. And um, so what what about what you do is is like the most exciting for you? What 
Oh my gosh. There's, there's, I am so blessed to get to do what I do. Um, you know, I, I found my passion, you know, and, and I'm blessed for that. You know, I love for, I love the real estate game and I, I get to play it on several different levels and, and I love being able to pour into people. And I found that as my platform for pouring into people. I'm probably, I probably love educating and helping people more than I love real estate. Real estate just happens to be the vehicle that I get to you do, do that. that. You do a really, really, really good job. Thank I don't you. know anything about real estate, <laughs> but I really enjoyed um, watching you and the couple times that I've got to see you do that. I think that's definitely your gifting, moving in your gifting. Um, Thank you. And so tell us about some of the things that for our listener out there that's like, well, I would like to be in the real estate game. And I would like to maybe do some investing or dabble in something. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right. Oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll awesome. talk to anybody anytime about, okay. about real estate and all facets of it. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's exciting. It's fun. It's, it's a great wealth creator. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we got that. So how can, how can our listeners, um, contact you? What would be the best way to contact you if they wanted to talk to you about um, this? Message me through Facebook or email me. Okay. So Wesley Olson, um, on Facebook. Yes. And otherwise Wesley J Olson at gmail.com. That's W E S L E Y J O L S O N at gmail.com. There you go. Okay. So Amazing. Okay, so we we ask you all these serious questions, deep questions. questions. Dun, dun, dun. So let's change the pace a little bit and ask you something I think is fun. If a movie was being made about your life and you could choose the actor that was going to play you, who would you choose and why? <laughs> oh, who wow. would it be? Wow, that's that's now that's an interesting question. Ooh, all right, yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, I could see that. Ryan Gosling. I could see that. The Notebook. Yes, one of my. I, okay, so yeah, yeah, okay. I like chick flicks, and that was that was a fantastic movie. Such and a good he's, movie. He's, you know, he's he's, he's played actor. some. You know, he yes, I I personally think he is. Okay, right. Okay, so I have a question for you, and I think this is going to be interesting. If you had to remove one thing. From your routine, what would it be? No. I, <laughs> you had to remove one thing. Oh, oh my gosh, that's hard. Man. For that's, somebody who that's tough. is routine oriented. Oh that's tough. You know, that's I would, painful I, for you should see his face. I, it's like, it's you like, might have to throw something, you know what? throw Let's, everything in a box. That wasn't and really pick, a fun pick. question, I don't think. <laughs> no. I don't think he's having much fun with that. I don't think so. I, you know, but I really wanted to know. I, probably the glass of water because I can have that. I'll drink a bottle at the gym. There you go. Oh, you know, oh, those other things. That was a good one. I, I can't like that. Was a good one. Although that does that, that helps you get you going. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Wow. Well, we appreciate you. Thank we you appreciate your time and spending some time with us. And thank you for the opportunity. I, I had a great time today. Awesome. Awesome. Will you oh. come back again? I will come back anytime I'm awesome. invited. Amazing. Yay. Okay. We would love to have you back. So for all of you out there, we want you to please subscribe 
rate and review this podcast uh, in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. Yes. And share it with somebody today. If there was something that you heard in this and you thought of somebody else, share it with them. We want to be able to uh, reach as many people with this inspiration. Absolutely. And you can reach out to us as well at blissfulfortitude at gmail.com. And until next time, may your faith be greater than your fear. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to the the Bliss Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.